0: Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us as we prepare for the great feast of St. Jude's at the parish of St. Jude's in Monroe, Connecticut. So, St. John Bosco, whose relic is actually on display today, along with St. Jude up here at St. Jude's, was a priest in Turin, Italy, in the late 1800s who dedicated his life to young people. He was running a school for poor boys. But both he and his boys were known for their holiness. But every now and then, there would be a student who was quite a character. And such was Michael Magone. When Don Bosco found the lad, he was leading a gang of street boys at the age of 13. All the boys, including the older ones, followed Michael, calling him the general. And Don Bosco saw that this young man was a diamond in the rough. He had tremendous leadership ability, but if only he would use it for God. And so Bosco determined to invite him into his school. Well, Michael accepted the invitation, mainly because it meant a roof over his head and food on the table, because he had really been living out on the streets. During the first few months at the school, he was pretty much in every way very rough around the edges. He would constantly be getting into fights, his language would be salted with foul words, and he would complain and moan about going to the chapel for prayer. But every time he made trouble, he'd be corrected, and he'd he'd apologize, and he'd promise to do better. But his old street habits just seemed impossible to break. Finally, one day, it all snapped within him. He was watching the other boys play sports, but when he looked at their happy faces, he realized he didn't belong here. He didn't fit in. He was born a street rat, he had lived like a street rat, and he would die as a street rat. The sudden realization that he just could never be as good, as successful, well-behaved, or holy as them just struck Michael to the heart, and he struggled to hold back tears. He even said to a friend, how can I find peace when I have a thousand devils within me? Luckily, St. John Bosco stepped in. He pulled Michael aside and said, Michael, you know, I've brought you here and given you food and clothing and safety for several months now. Now I'd like you to do a favor for me in repayment. And Michael agreed. He was very grateful for all he had received from the priest. So John Bosco continued, You know, I noticed that you haven't made a good confession during your time here. Would you make a good confession today? The boy agreed, and he realized that this was his last-ditch effort to find peace and happiness. So he spent all day examining his conscience, and when evening came, he poured out everything to Father Bosco. When he exited the confessional, something deep had changed within him. There was just this lightness, a radiance, a peace, and a joy that he had never yet experienced. In fact, that whole night, he literally couldn't sleep because of the joy. Later on, he told Father Bosco, If only people had known the joy that comes with living in the state of grace. You know, he tried with his own efforts, but he could do nothing to grow in virtue or holiness, until he invited Jesus Christ to come in and take over his sinful fall and brokenness. And Jesus made Michael Magone one of the holiest boys that John Bosco ever worked with. In fact, so holy that St. John Bosco wrote his life story. Have you ever felt like St. Paul in today's first reading? Paul has this great line, which I think we've all experienced. He says, I do what I don't want to do, and I don't do what I want to do know it can be frustrating because we know that it's good to be humble and patient and kind and chaste and courageous. But so often we find ourselves the exact opposite. But that's where our last line in today's first reading really comes in handy. It offers us so much hope because Paul says, Thanks be to God who has won the victory in Christ Jesus. We are not able to overcome sin by our own efforts. We can't grow in holiness on our own efforts. Yeah, we cooperate with God. But it's his grace alone that does it in us. His grace is often gradual, invisible, but it is sure nonetheless. And so as long as we cooperate with that grace by avoiding temptations and frequenting the sacraments in prayer, he can truly make us holy. You must believe that God desires your holiness and that he will achieve it in you. As long as we want it too, we really want it, he will make holiness spring forth in us. One final Michael McGone story. One time, Father Bosco took all the boys out to a local field for games and sports. Halfway through the afternoon, Michael went missing. But by this time, he had gained such a reputation for virtue, so no one really was surprised or wondered where he went. And when they returned home, Michael's friends first went straight to the chapel where they found him praying. And one of his friends commented, You know, Michael, you're so pious, you pray even when you don't have to. But Michael responded, You don't understand. You don't need prayer as much as I do. I pray for strength not to fall back into my sinful habits because he knew where the change had come from, Jesus Christ. If you can't change yourself, turn to Christ who makes all things new, including you.